You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Superheroes cannot be allowed to exist. See? That wasn't so hard. Are you ready? Hey. Is you ready? Ready? Okay. You say you ready. What are you doing? Whole squad ready. Ready. Are you having a staring contest? Are you ready? Ready? Is you ready? Just blink, sweet Jesus. I mean, how old are you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Home Screen. I'm Derek, and uh, with me is Mean Mark. Hello, everybody. Today we're taking a look at The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which debuted on April 2nd on Disney+. Plus, uh, season 1, Episode 3, The Power Broker. Oh, sorry. Power Broker. Just Power Broker, and, yeah. Yes, yes. And we had a great laugh at the name Power Broker in the first episode, <laughs> and now now he's got graffiti art, Derek. What do you think of oh, that? Oh, my God. <laughs> The name Power Broker is somewhat normal, normalized now in my head, but... Oh, good, good. Um, <laughs> I noticed that we haven't seen him or her, wink. Or her, yes. I have some theories. Um, I think I know one of them, and I'm I'm inclined to almost agree. I'm very close. But, as I learned in WandaVision, we don't theorize on this show, so... <laughs> uh, you don't theorize on this show. I love it. <laughs> I will drive myself batty and and be wrong and be happy about it. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, so take That's us half the fun for me. So take us through what happens in this show, Mark. All right. So uh, as of the end of the last episode, Falcon and the Winter Soldier decided that it was a good idea to break out uh, Helmet Zero, uh, Zemo, um, who. We last saw in Civil War, having been captured and put behind bars, or in this case, thick glass. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So he's still in he's still in Germany. The German government took responsibility for him, I guess, after Sokovia. And uh, which are, why? Are I thought he was there. Sokovian. Right, but that country doesn't exist anymore, as he tells us. Right. Later on in the episode, so they couldn't exactly. Yeah. So Germany, basically, on behalf of the United Nations. If you remember in Civil War, they were heavily involved. They're the the German police were the ones chasing the Winter Soldier when they thought he was the one that bombed the the uh, UN. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Security Council meeting that killed King. King <laughs> Maybe Germany King, was kind of like, okay, okay, we'll take him. We owe the world one. We we kind of sort of created this guy, so we'll we just gotta we gotta take him back. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hydra, the Red Skull, Zemo, World War like Two. Yeah, okay, we we kind of owe you guys on this one, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's that petulant child, and who's the parents? Okay, yeah. all right, you go home with your yeah. <laughs> so yes, they um, so Bucky on his own enacts a plan to free Zemo and uh, against Falcon's, um, I could say recommendation. Uh, so free Zemo. Yeah, check Free Zemo. Yeah, Brittany in the cell next is like going shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then they head off to Mandripoor, um, uh, Singapore type city, uh, made up Marvel city. I was going to ask if this was made up. Yep. Pretty yeah, pretty sure it they're, was. They're not but... as rampant. Yeah, they're they're not as rampant as DC, which I'm not arguing against. I love the idea of Metropolis and Central City and all that stuff, but. Every once in a while, just when they want to do whatever the fuck they want, they'll be like, yeah, made-up city, made-up country, has Doctor Doom as, as its leader. Well, you know yeah, I mean? Sokovia. So, yep, yep, you Sokovia, know. yeah. So, 
they're kind of taking that cue of like let's make up our own cities before but then again they'll destroy new york you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah so yeah um and so there they run into uh well they get some information about a doctor who is the one responsible for recreating the and even changing the super soldier serum and then uh they meet up with sharon carter who makes a return having been on the run since civil war and she will uh, guide them to. She guides them to this uh, doctor who says, "Yeah, there, I made twenty vials of the serum, and the flag smashers stole them all." So, um, I don't know if that was twenty beyond the eight that were used to create these eight original flag smashers, or whether there was twenty total and only eight flag smashers took them. So, meaning twelve left. I don't know. I kind of. I mean, it's the difference is is eight. Like, so you have either twenty eight super soldiers or twenty, right? So you know, but still. Yeah, I would. Hmm. I didn't even think of that to be honest. Yeah, I just was. Uh, it just occurred to me now. I was like, oh, how many in total did he make? Anyway, um, we'll, we'll circle back around. And then, uh, so Zemo kills the Doctor, <laughs> just like his predecessor gets assassinated. Uh, you know, um, back in Captain America. Then, um, so then there's bounty hunters that are out looking for them because they, they, Sharon Carter killed the fence that they were talking to, uh, to get the information. Um, so they finally, where do they end up? Oh, well, Sharon Carter bids him adieu after kicking a bunch of ass, but, uh, there's something more going on with her. Um, we saw her lair where she hangs out her museum slash swanky apartment. Yes. So... Yeah, she. That's a lot better than that little tiny one that she was living in across the hall from Steve Rogers. Yeah, so I think she's doing okay for herself. <laughs> well, that one was provided by the government of the United States. This one was provided by crime. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, crime doesn't pay. I guess it depends on who you work for. Oh, I think it's been proven time and time again that crime pays until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. They, they, um, yeah. So then they're they're left with uh, they're still chasing uh, the flag smashers. Really, by the end, right? And they try to humanize the flag smashers in this movie. They try to make them sympathetic characters, saying because they juxtapose them against uh, this dying woman who is the flag smash the Carly the her mother or her grandmother or something like that they're kind of giving us a little bit more into the idea of what life was like during the blip and after the blip um yeah the whole show starts off with a commercial for some company which is supposed to re it's, it's, reintroduce it's, blipped people back into society the Global Repatriation Council. So I think it might be more of a like a government organization because they also have a branch of the police. Right. Kind of a UN style. Uh, what, what's what's the big UN uh, uh, relief aid? Well, it's the Peacekeepers Organization. It's it's Canada. There's the, the the World Health Organization. That's it. The World Health Organization. Well, right? they, go, they move into crisis areas around the world. They won't just stick to one country. Yes and no. It's like it's it's like that. They're a branch of the UN, but they're more about or they're presenting this side of like we're more about helping people and not policing, but just 
you know, repatriating people who ju- who got back after being blipped for five years. So. Well, this is what I don't understand: is what if I get blipped and five years later I come back? I can understand maybe I don't get my job because maybe my job has been replaced, but I can't get like my family can't help. Yeah, I don't know. You know what um, I mean? Like, I mean, for, for some people, that's, you know, I guess that's not an option. If you're like an only child and five years later, both your parents are dead. Now you're stuck on your own, you know? Okay. Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's got to be like situations where it's just not. Yeah, where some people probably did okay. There, uh, in I remember in, what was it, Far From Home? Uh, Aunt May tells a story about how she, when she blipped back uh, into her apartment, there was another couple living there, and the wife thought that she was like the mistress or something like that. <laughs> really? She, I don't remember Aunt May telling that yeah. story. Yeah, it's 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 quick and you miss it. Like she, it's at this, uh, it's near the beginning when she has Spider Man appear at her fundraiser that she's running for helping to help people. Oh, like she okay. starts her own little organization in Brooklyn or in uh, in Queens to. Uh, to help people uh, who've been, you know, affected by the blip, and she talks, she tells a real quick, it's real, real quick story about how, yeah, when I blipped back, you know, there was a couple living there, and the wife thought I was, I was the mistress and came after me with a shoe or something like that. Like it was, like she was telling it off like a joke, right? Like she, you know, what I mean, like the I, I had nothing to do with this, but you know, this wife assumed that his, the husband was cheating. <laughs> so, hmm. but basically, meaning that her apartment had since been rented, right? So she yeah, I get that was without a home. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Well, the but then it's not. Uh, it's just, I guess just not everybody would would be able to uh, cope, right? Would have all the facilities to to get the help they need. Yeah, on a, I mean, we're talking about billions of people, right? That could well, be. and that's what I mean. Like, I, I and I guess I'm just looking for more. I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit more interested in that than I am the story of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> right, right. Not that yeah, I'm not it's interested. It's true. It is fascinating. Not that I'm not interested in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I am, but that just that's a little bit more appealing to me. I want to know more about the universe itself and how it dealt with the blip and how people are dealing with it now and what sort of happened because of it and you know the economic yeah, interesting factors little bit, you, there, there's yeah there's there's story in that five years right there's something that you could stories you could tell about coping and or you know with that and then also kind of adapting right because in five years, you know, humanity has moved on. And that's part of the, the point I think the Flag Smashers are making is like, well, listen, we were starting to move on. We, you know, uh, plant life came back and like the world was adapting to having half its population missing and things were actually pretty good. So, you know what I mean? So now everyone coming back has just caused more problems than it solved because they came back. But they're helping the people that came back, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but they're they're looking to they want the world to be more like it was during the blip. Is the sense I'm getting like the less fewer borders, people helping people, um, you know, like I, I mean, I guess maybe that's my question. I don't understand fully their position. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Like everyone seems to be, it's like a bad guy layered under a good guy. 
or on top of a good guy. You know what I mean? Like the Flag Smashers mean well, they're just killing people to get their means, so therefore they're bad. Yeah, well, and that's essentially the Thanos question, right? He's he's solving the problem, but he's not doing it. Like you and I had a huge argument about that because I said he was the the hero of Infinity War. Um, but you know he's killing people, so are like they sort of all the way through the the episode make her out to be sort of this great. Um, Robin Hood style hero who's robbing from the rich mm-hmm. and giving to the poor but at the end she kills off the international police yeah she yeah exactly like they just blow up a building so that's that's a very much uh, you know a terrorist act right, right. So. so I guess I'm just I, I want to know more about that and the tease with this company that they did a commercial for at the beginning of the show didn't help because I'm like oh okay m- more of that please and then no you know, yeah, a GRC um, miniseries, right? <laughs> no, I don't need like a miniseries. I just need somebody to sit down and explain this is what happened. Um, yeah. This is this is what happened when the governments give me like the um, the, the two minute, three minute history of the world during the blip. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I th- I think that would be yeah. If we could get a like a Morgan Freeman in to do uh, sure you know, a voiceover of and. Hell, they could even they could even flavor it that way. Morgan Freeman exists in the Marvel universe, and he's doing a voiceover for the GRC. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like have them. Although run a I te- guess a the, telethon or something, and that's they have to explain what happened. And we <laughs> we need your help. You know, yeah, like <laughs> we'll be here all night, and here comes Doink the Clown. To, yeah, you know, I don't know. So many people got blipped away, so we need your help. Why? Well, this way, you know. Something along. Where Jerry Lewis, where Jerry Lewis around, there would be a Jerry Lewis telethon going on yeah. in the background this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, explain to me what happened during the blip and why. Why these people are doing what they're doing? I guess is the question that I have. Um, I just, I really would like to know. Um, but getting past that, so they go after Zemo. They they free him out. I'm like, okay, good. Zemo's finally in this thing. We're not waiting anymore. Good. They, didn't, they could have had the whole episode be about his breakout. They didn't, which I'm they kind didn't. of thankful I'm, for. Like I'm it was, very happy for yeah, that. Like an Ocean's Eleven style, you know. Yeah. Like we're telling the what the plan is while the plan. Meanwhile, the plan's been executed or being executed. Like yeah. That's, I did like that. He's like, well, you know, some things could happen if this could happen. Meanwhile, it's happening. And we know that it's going to be a surprise to Falcon when he shows up. Which yep. it is. And he does. Um. That's kind of fun because we, the viewer, are on the inside of it. We're on we're on Bucky's side of the story. We're yeah. seeing everything, but Falcon is on the outside, so we get to you know well, then just watch his reaction. Right? We're technically on the inside. Well, we're technically on the outside because we don't know for sure. Like, but we see it happening. Like, it could be a flashback, but let's be honest, we know that it's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, exactly. It, it's one yeah, of those... just in some strange parking garage, and yeah, yeah, you know, it's like okay. Um, so then they go out and they okay, so they find that. Um, so um, yeah, Mandrapur, uh was where they end up after that. So okay, let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah, uh, Madripoor made up city mostly used in the X Men comic books, specifically when it reg- uh, when it comes to Wolverine. Um, that felt like a very Wolverine style city. Yep, exactly right, and and it was I 
basically created like they you know uh there was wolverine goes to japan stories and stuff like that and then now there's like here's you know he's a rough and tumble character so um here's this city where that kind of guy just thrives right like he, yeah. he has criminal contacts he does you know he gets in bar fights and gets a reputation that kind of stuff right so they uh they using that city i think is a great little set up for you know if they decide to down the road if they want to have a wolverine in mandrapore now we've already seen it so it's kind yeah. of we know the two the high district and the low district you know high town low town right so you know high towns and i love the they, they like this is just the way it is and a lot of cities if not every city has this type of thing you go to certain neighborhoods it looks one way you go to other neighborhoods it looks a different way yeah and you know different you know people tend to gravitate to their own crowds so this is where they you know and and you get like the i like the bar that they end up in it's pretty like a lot of interesting people and zemo getting his dance on huh yeah <laughs> oh you mean the club the bar or the club the club okay because the bar is full of you know the uh, what's what's the thing that's wretched scurve of villainy or whatever it is in star wars a more, more wretched hive of scum and villainy there you go um, yes, yeah, and you Moss know they're Eisley for... I, 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 and you know they're bad because they're stroking their guns. Uh, yep, and they have weird earrings, <laughs> yeah, and tattoos, <laughs> and tattoos, and, yeah. and they're ethnic. No, um, oh, they were, well, yeah. they were. There's a couple of white guys in there, <laughs> but they had tattoos. Yeah, so but they had know. tattoos, so they were bad. Mm-hmm. And none of the girls were smart because they didn't have glasses. Um, yeah, yeah, or fancy dresses. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so they have to play characters. Yeah, just to blend in, right? Because they're completely outnumbered. So the Winter Soldier is the Winter Soldier, and I like this. What they do here, the play is Zemo succeeded in getting the Winter Soldier to basically be his lackey, and so he's playing as if he had won civil war, right? Where but he comes out the know? other side. Wouldn't they know that he lost? Wouldn't the news have said, hey, Baron Zemo has been taken? Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, and they call him out for that. But the I guess the idea that he broke out and got the Winter Soldier back. So what people don't know is the Winter Soldier is not programmable yeah. anymore. And I think that's the play is like he, yeah, he went after Winter Soldier. He got captured, spent some time in prison, got out and then got him back. And now... This is kind of like his bodyguard, or his bo- his bodyguards. The smiling tiger is the other one, who is smiling tiger, a, a Z list. <laughs> is he an actual character? Marvel character? Uh, yeah, I saw like one picture of him in in just you know looking up stuff for this episode. Again, like I thought, Batroc the Leaper was scraping the bottom of the barrel, but no, they they found another hatch in the barrel that they could go further in. Batroc the Leaper, Georges Saint Pierre's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, is based on a comic book character. They just call him George Batroc, but he's he's based off a Captain America villain who's like super agile, amazing fighter kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a, a deep cut, but. The smiling tiger guy. I've never even heard of him before now. So <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, oh, yeah. That's what I'm like. Okay, you know what? And that's the thing. Yeah, you bring these tiny, like these, like they were 
maybe had an issue, maybe, you know, in, in like the eighties or something like that. And now we're going to pull them out because we can do whatever they, we want and it doesn't matter. Like, so what that he looks like Falcon big deal, you know, like, well, he says sure. he's playing the character, so he's not actually the character. He's just pretending. No, but to they be. show a picture. They show a picture of him. Oh, really? Zemo has a picture of him on the phone, and the guy and, and Falcon's like, "Yeah, well, he really does look like me." But he's got a beard, and then I guess the the other inference too is that he's shorter than Falcon. So, because when this lady meets them, yeah. So who's this lady? Oh, just a, a middle middle person. Um, Zemo calls her a fence, so I guess, you know, just stolen art and goods and whatever, like she right. finds buyers. Right. For the you power steal broker. It, she'll sell it for you. But but yes, under the power broker, right? So that he basically lays out the plan. We're gonna have to go through different layers. Like it's it's like they're basically saying this is like your crime investigation movies. We uh, we start with the low lifes and get to the real power, right? We got to work our way through the ranks. Yeah. Um, it's been done. Uh, uh, hell, uh, blade three walking tall snipes lays at it. Yeah, exactly. Right. You start. Yeah. Right. There you go. So it's been done. Um, would it surprise you to know, uh, maybe you already knew this, but, uh, the writer of this episode was also the writer on John wick. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) There you go. Um, mm-hmm. So the fence figures out Selby, right? I think is the name. Sel- yes, Selby. Thank you. Yes, I couldn't remember her name. Um, no, not really based on any one comic character. There's been a couple of different characters named Selby. I found out throughout the years. Not important. So okay, she is. Yeah. So she has. Um, uh, yeah, her information. She knows who created the Super Soldier Serum, and Zemo is ready to exchange it, exchange the Winter Soldier, basically, and be like, "Yeah, you can have this guy yeah. and all the command codes." So, to my robot, and yeah, which I imagine would be tempting for someone in her line of business. Just having a, like a completely controllable Super Soldier would be pretty sweet. Yeah. So, um, she so gives up the Doctor easy. She she figures it out. And so then what? So then they, she gets assassinated. She gets assassinated by Sharon Carter mm-hmm. who, okay. Let's she's the power broker, right? I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, she were, I think she at least works for the power broker. She's in that organization somehow, whether she's the head of it or maybe the right hand, like she's up there in that organization somehow. I just don't know how high I, I'm willing to bet that she is like, she's, she never really mentions the power broker. She says that there are people on their way. Mm -hmm. Um, she's not the one that sends out the bounty. That's, no, because she fights Selby. most of the bounty hunters. Yeah, that's Selby. Well, Selby's people, I guess. Yeah, well, Selby sends out the bounty. Or no, somebody else. Well, no, she no, she's dead. <laughs> Selby's dead. What is it? A, 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 a I forget what the like a million euro or whatever for for the million for her yen or something yeah. like that. Oh, yen. Sorry, yeah, they're in Singapore. Yeah. Who sends out the thing? 
I'm pretty sure it was... it's 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 a John Wick style. We have the like this is right out of John Wick, right? That we have the network of bad guys. There's a oh, list right. of there's a, there's a text chain that's really long. <laughs> yeah, they they and and everyone's we, we, on it. We we just see that that they get the text message. Yeah, we don't see who sends it. It's just the John Wick yeah. style. Someone it, there's a network and it's activated. So so that makes me think. Plus her apartment, all the art. Um. The fact that she's she seemed to not want to go back to the U.S. Like they even said, like, look, they they um, they forgave the Winter Soldier. If they can forgive him, they can forgive you. And they're like, she's like, yeah, nah, no, that mine was much worse. I'm like, mm, is it though? No, not really. Um, all you did was steal Captain America's shield and Falcon's thing and give it back to him. He killed people. And they forgave him a lot, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they killed him, and they forgave him, and I was, that's why it makes me think that she's the power broker. The problem is, is that why kill Selby, who works for the power broker? Because she wants. Why kill her own employee? Right. Like, well, because now that she, she can basically run both sides at this point. Right. I mean, like I, I get it. She's. She's after the information about where the um, the flag smashers are, right? She wants them too. So if she's the power broker, this makes sense for her to go along with these two in- investigating yeah. in order to, you know, find the flag smashers because they're all, they're all looking for the same people, right? This group of eight. So the but it's why kill and then why is she beating up bounty hunters, right? If she's the top of that food chain. Why is she beating up all of her men? To, That's where it doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, it, but she's buying him, buying them time to find out what they need in order to, to get to the flag smashers. Right, but if she's the top of the food chain, she could just call them off. She could. They're but, not seeing. They're not would, seeing her beat up. You know, goons. Right, but wouldn't that they're seem? Down, but wouldn't that seem uh, weird? Oh, hey, the power broker says that there's now a bounty on these guys. Oh, wait, now he's calling it off. Oh, wait, now it's back on. Oh, the, it was right. called off while they were talking to somebody that really important that they needed to talk to, and now it's back on once they're done. Oh, okay, that's not suspicious at all. Or, well, that's but that's the point. If you're the power broker, why kill your own lackey and then put a bounty on your own life, essentially? Because those guys are out for blood. Any one of them could have got lucky and killed her. That just seems way too risky for someone who's got all that power. That's what I mean. I don't think she's top of that food chain. I think mm. she's she. I think she's in the organization. She might be another branch of it, but I don't think she's at the top. Mm. I just seems it just seems like a weird. The doctor knows not putting a bounty out on himself and three and James Bond just to. She's not just putting a bounty on James herself. Bond. She's putting a bounty on the on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, and then and then fighting everybody who comes their way, in and any one of them could have got lucky and like shot her, stabbed her, like it's just it seems Marvel, like a dude. like a <laughs> seems like a ridiculous move. It it just it doesn't even in a comic book sense it doesn't make make sense to to go about it this way. I could see ha- pretending to be on their side, but this just goes too a bit too far. I'm going to kill my own lackey, set up a bounty, and then I'm going to get involved in defending them against that bounty. And not even be there when they're talking to the person whose information I want also. Yeah, but once That's they the get it, thing too. once they get it, they'll share it with actually, her. So. Actually, sorry, hang on. This is why she's not working for the power broker. Um, the doctor that they're going to see, 
works for the power broker. If you're playing the power broker drinking game, just stop. You're, this is getting unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. But no, but no, but the the doctor is actively working for the power broker. If she is them, she doesn't need this whole ruse. She could just go down to the lab that she's paying for and be like, "Where is the stuff?" You know what I mean? Like, there's no no need for the cloak and dagger if she is. This doctor is working for her in this case. Wife set up this cloak and dagger. She knows where he is. She paid for all of his stuff after the blip. She can't be the power broker. Oh, I think she still can be. I don't think so. That's uh, no, no. She, she, she owns this doctor. She doesn't need the ruse to get to see him. I don't think she she's looking to. Well, she leads the the others right to him, which I would think. Uh, you know, would be your best kept secret it, stored away in a if you're in a secret facility in the docks. Like that's why lead them to him. But what if you're playing both sides here? What if uh, that that seems like too valuable a resource to lose for this game? I don't know. Okay. I, the more I think about it, the less I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, she's playing both sides. Why we don't know. That is, that's a Marvel thing. Right? People will do things for reasons that we don't find out about until episode five. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or episode six. Um, I still think she could be the power broker. I really, really do. Hmm. I really do. I really, really do. Just because, I don't know. There's something about her that's off. There's a secret there that she's not giving. That's true. That I, I get that sense. Like I, sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. That she's hiding something. Let me uh, put this. She, she, I think she's doing. She's either the power broker sorry. or she's the flag smasher. What if she's using this opportunity to take? Maybe she wants to take down the power broker and replace them. So she helps out our heroes to knock some of the pegs out of the way, like Selby, like this doctor well the thing is that they're not looking for the power broker they're looking for the flag smashers which is the but that right there is the last two sentences i just said were probably the fucking nerdiest things i've ever said in my life (laughs) they're not looking for the power broker they're looking for the flag smashers like that sounds so childish and ridiculous to me um but anyway but they're looking for the Flag Smashers because they're looking for the Super Soldier Serum, which the Flag Smashers have. Yeah, but let, but let, let's, uh, let me uh, throw this out for a little entertainment. She's involved in just the Mandripoor stuff, and all of it has to do with basically messing up Power Broker shit. On the, you know what I mean? So they run into town, maybe she sees an opportunity, uses them to upset some of Power Broker's um you know shit and then she jumps out before they leave the country on their way to continue their search for the flag smashers right so it's like as long as their their ends their their um intentions meet so to speak right so she's along for the ride and then it's like oh you're going after the flag smashers no i'm gonna stay here bye okay what about you know what? What, yeah because what... I, I i can't oh sorry go ahead what about zemo being the power broker that i could see because we already and so because he because he has the wealth that they just like oh well you were imprisoned and you're wealthy and he's like well mm-hmm. yeah 
He, yes, he's Baron Zemo, like in the comic books. Instead yeah. of, I like that he's he's a Baron and a Colonel. So yes, he spent time in the military, so he does know how to fight, and also he's like super rich. So, so what's with the mask? Uh, in the comic books, that's his like way of keeping the secret identity type thing, right? Like all the villains and heroes have masks. Like that's not a oh, okay. not it's not a thing. In this, they have yet to explain it. I don't because the mask seems anything. very similar to the Flag Smashers. It is definitely the Baron Zemo mask. It's been around for a long time. Um, they're they're basically, I think, going to use it. It's like this is like a family heirloom. Like my grandfather wore this, my father wore this uh, to do secret Nazi shit. Right. And yeah, and now you know I'm taking up that kind of the Zemo. You know, mantled, so to speak. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he puts it on to fight. Uh, I, I know from a, like a fourth wall perspective, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to have him put this mask on just before our stunt double comes in and does all the cool yeah. shit. And then, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he takes, you know, like, a, you know, it'd be like if, if, yeah, yeah. It'd be like if I'm in an action movie and all of a sudden I put a mask on and then you see some guy who's like 6'4 and ripped. <laughs> in the same suit that I'm wearing, beating up people, and then it's me again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Haha! Glad I did all that, you know? For yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I but, was... Uh, th- that's why I wanted to explain the mask, too. That, that, that was the thing in, the, in this one, where, where uh, the part in the uh, loading docks where Sharon Carter gets beaten up by one of the guys, I'm like, oh, and then if I was running... I thought about it, if I was writing my own... Uh, synopsis to this thing I, this is where i'd put down and uh this is the part where sharon carter's body double gets the shit kicked out of her because she's constantly yeah. her hair is constantly <laughs> blocking her face while she's doing all the big stunts and i'm like okay yeah, okay oh yeah so the actress yeah. isn't doing yeah, he, all these flippy moves no that's quite obviously her stunt double there you can tell there's some that she does right because you see her face and she throws a punch or whatever yeah and, or does some some you know aikido judo type stuff like she's wrestling for the knife or the gun? Yeah, something that can be easily then, yeah. choreographed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I, I I don't know. I don't think she's the power broker. She could be trying to become the power broker. Maybe that's a, a, a goal for her. I don't know. Which would be kind of interesting if she kind of set her up as like now a pseudo, you know, age like good guy turned bad guy type type thing, right? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I I kind of like that idea. It's like this former agent is now she's just like a power force in in Madripoor. So now our heroes gonna be like, well, we I don't know. We could go see her, and they're like, oh no, we're not going to Madripoor. Yes, we are. Yeah, Sharon Carter. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I don't think we're done. We're done with her yet. Let's no, I don't think so. Um, we do see Captain America for a second. Mm-hmm. Or I just I'm just gonna call him U.S. agent because, yeah, that's what he is. Well, um, well, I love the idea he wears the mask with the eyepieces, and then he's like, "My name is John Walker." It's like, well, okay, secret identity. Like, <laughs> yeah, he says, "My name is John Walker," and then later on says, "Do you know who I am?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're John fucking Walker." You did, you just said you introduce, yeah, you introduce yourself. <laughs> you might as well have it written on the shield. Yeah. Like, so what were they talking about when they were walking? To, they were talking about Zemo being broken out and they're like okay well obviously bucky and sam did this so yeah so walker and and omar mm-hmm. are no, they're basically one step behind lamont no it's sorry lamar uh 
Lamar. That's it. So, yeah, it's Lamar. That's what I mean. Yeah. Battlestar. Uh, I was trying. To... <laughs> right. So the yeah, those two are basically one step behind Bucky and, and Cap, which I think is kind of neat. You have these two pairs, and then they're like, "Yeah, we should go see Zemo." What? He's a broken out of shit. Like yeah. <laughs> they got to him before we did, and yeah. So our heroes are one step ahead of the other guys. And, so they're just playing catch up uh, at this point. Yeah, they're trying. To, yeah, exactly. And and now what we're seeing though is is Walker is basically abusing his power. The "Do you know who I am?" is like a classic. Yeah. Like he's he's not treating that shield with the respect or or be you know behaving the way Captain America would have, right? Mm-hmm. So like he, I'm not Steve Rogers. Fuck off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um. And how do we end the show? The uh, well, uh, they are in Latvia. So the clue they get was that there was a woman that uh, Morgenthau was trying to help. With the, she contacted the doctor who recreated the super soldier serum to help out uh, a woman who has tuberculosis. Right now, I heard something interesting about this, and I don't know if you found it in any of your research, but was this the same woman that we saw the, earlier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So. Uh, Carly contacted the doctor to try and help this lady. Apparently, there was going to be a storyline about like a virus outbreak in these like these GRC camps were getting you know these repatriation camps were getting virus outbreaks. Okay. But it got that storyline got hacked up because of coronavirus. It was just a little too close to home. Okay. So. It's apparently like if you look at some of the editing, the way some of the lines are said with the character off screen and done in basically overdubs. So it they were ta- you know I mean like the doctors talking about a, a, a an outbreak and then they're like oh it's tuberculosis off screen like they don't show him saying the words because they just have the actor come in later right right and then so apparently there there was a something a lot similar uh, a lot closer to corona in the original scripting okay. that was yeah that was occurring in these camps so basically the, it's the idea of the GRC puts on the good front we're here to help but really on the ground boots on the ground it's just these camps that where, where the health is bad and um I, you're basically feeding it's into so hard what the to believe are doing it's so hard to believe that a company with a with a um uh, a smiling face to the public would be so dark and dingy and and not nice behind the scenes. It's so hard to believe that these days, Mark. It's... <laughs> That's comic books for you. It's a it's a fantasy world. You know. What oh I mean? well, yeah. You know, it's you know they're just so out there. It's so beyond the realm of imagination that a corporation would be two faced like that. It's just oh. <laughs> God, I, I, again, again, we're dealing in the realm of fantasy gods and monsters, right? Uh, you know, ah, it's just so, just so, ah, oh, Jesus. I know. Is is that a magic bean too tough to swallow? It is. It's a big one. There? It's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah, it takes a lot of water to to to, to wash that down. <laughs> I almost spit up my coffee trying to swallow that one. <laughs> oh God, you know, it's just so. Is, is the sarcasm not coming through? I guess is my question. Is it? I got some on my face. Okay. And I'm in a different right. city, so yeah, yeah, it's bleeding through my uh, my speakers here. Oh, so, Lord. 
Yeah, no. So that and I think that was going to be a larger subplot was was the the way the GRC is handling things is not really helping to as many people as it as it could. And so the flag smashers. That's why they're stealing stuff. They're trying to get it to the people who need it. I mean, we could find out at the end of the at the end of the series that really the flag smashers aren't really the enemy. You know that that they're made I, up to be in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say though. But then they blow up a building, so it's like, ah, uh, you know what? Yes, they are. Fuck you know, it. Like they they got to be stopped. I, I I gotta say, I hope not. Just because we've seen that a lot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just where yeah. the person that you're following, like uh, Captain Marvel, um. Uh, what else? I, God, there has to be other ones. Um, oh, fucking Iron Man 2 had that. Where Hammer is, you know, not necessarily the, the good guy, but he turns into the bad guy. And, like, there's tons of movies where that happens, right? Like, Well, where the, ba- the bad guy is not really the bad guy? Age of Ultron with the, with the, with the twins. They initially start out bad, but then turn into good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Plus, we've seen that a lot in movies lately. You know what I mean? Where they try to, oh, these guys are totally bad. No, wait, they were the good guys the whole time, and the bad guys were really the good guys. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Stop beating that horse. You know what I mean? Well, th- this one is sort of playing with that notion, though, because we have the blatant, you know, the good guy, John Walker, is really a bad guy. Like yeah. He's... Yeah. But so they, so I don't that. know if they're trying to juxtapose, but I don't know if they're trying to juxtapose that with like the so-called villains are really just trying to help. Yeah. But by introducing, but here's the thing, by introducing the power broker, you have your out. Here's the real bad guy. Yeah. That's why I worry about, I worry there's going to be a yeah. lot of surprise or, you know, um, that's the word I'm looking for. It was Carter all along. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so we so when they're in they're in Latvia and they're they're trying to follow the trail, uh, I guess looking for their next clue, right? So they go to where this lady died. Mm-hmm. That's where. And but before they go in, Winter Soldier breaks off and go. He says, "I got to go for a walk," but he knows yes. that he's be, that they're being followed, and he's yeah. And he runs into now. If I correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the head of security from Wakanda, is it not? Close. It's her second in command. It's not Okoye. Okay. It's it's her right hand. There was another lady who was somewhat uh, okay. Yeah, who's who's somewhat prominent. Like for example, in uh, Infinity War. She fight. She's protecting Shuri while Shuri's working on, uh, on Vision. Okay. Right. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, Okoye is down on the ground, like with Black Widow, and gotcha. You know, so it's not, yeah, it's not this uh, one's no, her second in command. It's not yeah. Lupita Nyong'o or whatever, however you say that. No, name. I apologize. It, I no, can't it, say that it, name, but yeah, just too she's bad. actually the first. She's the first one of them that we see. The first Dora Milaje. So in Civil War, when T'Challa's walking back to his car and, and Black Widow's there, yeah. wanting to talk to him, she steps to Black Widow. It's not I thought a, that was Luanga. It's, it's not, no. It's actually this woman. Oh. Um, as much yeah. as... So that's the one he's like, as much as I would love to see this, let's not, you know, you, you guys don't fight or whatever. It, exactly, exactly, yeah. Okay. So obviously they're not happy that Zemo's been 
broken out of prison. Exactly. Because yeah, they want uh, Black Panther because was very he, much he, into. Well, he was the main reason. He, he was going after Zemo the whole time during Civil War. For killing his dad, right? Right. Bombing the yeah. Bombing that summit, so. Uh, sorry. Oh no! Why? Why am I looking? Why am I looking at, at IMDb? Why am I doing that? I have that, no idea. That didn't work out for me last time. I was trying to look for the character's name. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So we have the guard from we just have the guard from Wakanda. I'm sure they'll say their name eventually. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, it's it, I. It's not Okoye. It's her. It's Okoye's right hand. So. Right. Um. And that's where we. Ao. That's it. Ao. Ao. Well, and yeah. that's where we leave this. That's where this this episode ends. So now the so, Wakandans yeah, we're gonna are get coming some in. Mm-hmm. So interesting, interesting. Well, yeah, because they, yeah, they want Zemo's head. So this is kind of, and now they're gonna have to navigate that because they need Zemo to help them with their investigation, right, to find the Flag Smashers. But now, after that's over, do they send him back to Germany, or do they let the Wakandans take him? And do what they're going to do. Because, like, Black yeah. Panther showed mercy to him and let him live at the end of Civil War. He had him dead to rights, right? He he could have let him, like, put that gun in his mouth. Yeah. And he didn't. So, what would the other Wakandans be so forgiving, right? Like, is, is Ao going to be forgiving, or does she just want to run him through with a spear? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. For killing T'Chaka, right? Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what, what she wants to do. Does she want to just recapture him, or does she, is she just out for blood now? <laughs> is she working on behalf of Wakanda, or is she on her own for some reason? You know. So, what are your theories overall as far as anything to do with the series? Um, what are your theories at this point? Um. So I think. Uh, do you have an idea who the yeah, power broker is? Uh, I don't think we've met the power broker yet, and okay. it's going to be, yeah. Um, there was uh, in in the scene where where uh, Carly is in Latvia, or she's playing soccer outside, and then she goes inside, and okay. there's like a disembodied voice. There's a disembodied voice. It's like, oh, you should see her now. There's not much time. Right. I wonder if that's the power broker. We just haven't, you know what I mean? Like I thought, that's who it was. Like I thought that was a that that was like a family member because they mentioned like you don't want to do what happened to your mother or whatever like that. Didn't they mention something like no, that? The per- the, no, the person. Well, no, the person speaking. That's not what I mean. The, not the woman in the bed. No, but no, no, the person no. speaking. Yeah. No, I know. Like you, they said the time is now. You should come to see her. I thought that was like, um, it's like well, she's gonna she's gonna die. Like she's she's got minutes left. You might want to come see her. Oh, now. like a doctor kind of thing. Yeah, maybe, that's that that's what I kind of got. Out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. They're running away from the power broker. Why would he be there? That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, I just I think it's gonna be just another reveal. Um, I I I'd be surprised if it was Zemo all along. Although then again, I wouldn't. This guy's really clever. Like that's part of his. You know, quote unquote superpower is that he's like really clever. He's got resources. He thinks ahead. He's a strategist. Yeah. Um, I really like him as a character. Like he's going toe to toe with superheroes and he doesn't have any superpowers. And I like that. You know, a guy, that th- you know, someone that can think, uh, you know, six moves ahead. So it's possible he's and he's just set all of this up. Like if you if you actually see me. Like it could be that, yeah, he's got two. 
two identities, right? Mm-hmm. Baron Zemo and the Power Broker. Maybe he's both. That would be the closest thing I have to a theory right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, on, honestly, they're keeping me guessing. What about you? No, I don't theorize, dude. Oh, right, right. Sorry. No. Right. Nope. Nope, nope. Okay. Although if I, I was going to... Oh, right. In in, in, a, in an alternate universe. Yeah, in an alternate universe, do. I would say that Sharon Carter is probably closer to the power broker than anything else as of right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, and of course, it's on Disney+, Plus. therefore the mutants have been teased in this thing. If you look closely at every scene, wink, wink, look at all the Easter eggs, the mutants are coming. Obviously, confirmed. Obviously. Why, why you guys haven't figured that out yet, I don't know. Just watch the episode. You can see all the fucking mutant teases and everything. Oh, I saw Wolverine four times. Yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> fucking wise up, people. Sheep. Um, <laughs> Sheeple. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, no, I don't know. I have no idea. I do think Sharon Carter's probably there's there's something there that she's not telling us. Is she yeah, the power broker? Yeah. It's possible. She does have a lot of money. Yeah, she's doing really well. Like <laughs> for someone who is constantly on the run. She got a lot of money, just saying. And she didn't really well, say Well, I think she stopped running. Yeah, but she's but she's hiding out from, you know, like she, she can't leave she lives in high town by the sounds of it. She lives in high town. Yeah. Just saying. Oh yeah, you know the power brokers in high town. Like oh that's... well, yeah, obviously. He lives yeah. in high town, runs low town. Duh. Would you would you shit where you eat? No. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. So. That's about it for this one. We'll have to see what happens on the next episode. Listeners, what are your theories? Yeah, email us, CanadianMovieCrew at gmail.com. Tweet us at KMovieCrew. Of course, find us on Facebook. Uh, I'm Derek Guys. Mark, thanks very much for coming out. Oh, always a pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. <laughs>